Wings up, angels. It's time to fly. This is your go-to place for all things spirituality, wellness, and a whole lot of fun. I am your host, Alicia Jane Kuhn, and each week I will be interviewing an amazing earth angel who will be sharing their top tips and advice, as well as leading us through a guided meditation or a healing process. Each week, we will also be giving away an incredible prize. So make sure you are following at Wings Up Angels on Instagram for your chance to win. My wish is for this podcast to awaken and inspire you to live your life's purpose and make a positive impact in the world. Remember, we all rise together. So... Wings up, angels. It's time to fly. So a big, huge, huge welcome to the amazing Christina Ambler, a.k.a. Cricket. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thank you for being here. We are going to get straight into our first question. Excellent. What is the craziest, funniest Thing you have done in the name of personal or spiritual development. Okay. So honestly, when I read this question, first of all, I do just want to say your questions are amazing. And I know that I have already said that to you, but um, yeah, the value I felt in reading them, I'm imagining that your listeners in little community are going to get the same value back. So thank you. But that first one, um, there's so many, to be honest, because I my life is one big blooper that probably does need an edit, like we just mentioned before we started this. Um, and there's many that happens, but one of mine, it was personal development, but it was me actually running a group. And I was trying to think of one because I am a bit of a personal development junkie myself. But even when I run a group or do a talk, it still is my personal development. So this is the one because I couldn't get past this one in my mind to think of any other one to tell you. Check it out with a few friends because I'm horrified and they all said I had to say it. So here you go. I'm embarrassed. I'm just going to say the Hopopono. Please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. And I'm going to go. So one of my very, very first um, workshops that I ran and I was super excited about doing it and I take it very seriously and I got totally overprepared. Um, by buying journals and um, pens and I bought tea because all of my um, work is about helping people come back to their senses, right? So we, I had been asked to do a talk for the Royal um, Blind Society um, and I imagined it was for the carers. So I had set up at this little community hall at Twin Bay and I was all ready to go and I had my meditation planned and then all of a sudden the bus turned up and it was for the people who are actually blind. So they came off with their walking sticks, some some were in wheelchairs, they came in, I was in absolute fight and flight because my whole work that I talk about is how can we get out of this fight and flight response into this relaxation response and everyone comes in, I'm flipping out and I'm trying to keep my ground. I've got the journals and pens there, which obviously nobody could use. I'm sitting there trying to breathe. So to calm myself down, I'm like in my head going, come on, Cricket, get yourself together. I just start. So I said, okay, let's start with the meditation. Everybody close their eyes. And then I was like, or keep them open. It was horrible. It was horrible. So then we're sitting there and I'm trying to still go on with it. Then I freak out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pour everyone tea. 
it had been Christmas time and we had these little paper um, Christmas cups up in my cupboard. So I thought, I'm going to bring that. They're going to look amazing. I'm pouring the tea. They're so old that all the tea is coming out through the cup. So I'm literally trying to run a workshop with the carers there looking at me like I can't believe we've paid this woman to do this. I'm packing up the tea while I'm taking people through a meditation. So I guess that was the most ridiculous one. But in that, I think the message in that too was, you know, I stayed with being true to myself was coming from my heart. We all talked about it in the end. We all had the most amazing conversation. But by far, that was probably the one where I was like, really? I did do one more job for them, but it was for the carers. So I got through okay. Here my face has gone redder. <laughs> well, that was the question. I thought I have to be authentic. Thank you for being authentic. (laughs) Okay, number two, when you are in a funk or having the worst day, what do you do? Okay, so my absolute go-to is go outside. I have to go outside. I take my shoes off. I feel the earth. If I can make it to the ocean, I will just go down and listen to the ocean, um, be in nature. And the in honesty, you know, sometimes when you're in a funk, it doesn't always work straight away. However, I just know being in nature, the intention is out there and it will calm my system. So by far, I will drop everything and do that. It's my go-to for sure. My whole, my kids actually understand it now too, which they're starting to follow it. So I will literally see a bit of a meltdown happening and they're gone. And I'm like, yes. They pick up your bad qualities and they pick up your good ones. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah that your kids are doing good. it now as well. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, number three, the book that changed your life. Um, okay. The very, very first personal development book I ever read after going from my um, romantic lose yourself in, it was the beginning of my personal development journey, which was probably about 15 years ago, the one that chose me because I really believe these books find us because I remember reading the title and it said Return to Love. And I'm like, Return to Love? And it was from Marianne Williamson. Mm -hmm. And I was just reading and obviously I'm reading it with these new eyes of going, wow, and that book did something to me internally. But I have to mention one more because I, if you could see my bookshelf, it's next level with, I'm obsessed with reading personal development. Um, and just, yeah, but anyway, that's another whole story. So the other book that I couldn't put down and that literally I found through looking at affirmations on Facebook that I'd I'd read these affirmations and they would again do something to my internal world. So then I Googled the woman who was writing it and her name was Anita Morjani. And I remember sitting at home and I Googled Anita Morjani and she'd written a book called Dying to Be Me. So I ordered the book online. It came within two days and I remember I had a little newborn baby so about 11 years ago and I started reading the book at about 2 o'clock that afternoon and I could not put it down. So I did, I read the book. I read the book till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But this woman, Anita Morjani, her, her story is amazing. Um, she had cancer and she died and um, obviously went to the realm, realised it wasn't her time to go, came back, healed herself from her cancer and knew that the doctors were going to have to do tests because she could never explain that the body can heal itself to the level that it can. Um, And, yeah, her whole book is about being true to yourself and the more we can be true to ourselves, the more in alignment our body is and we can heal. 
everything, our mind, our body, our spirit. So that book changed me as well. It's beautiful. So I highly recommend it. So I will be checking that one out. Yay! Good. That's that one. Yay. All right. Number four, what is your favourite soul-nourishing activity? Oh, um, so I did think about this and I pondered. And you know what it is? It's It's being in a group of like-minded women like whether or not I'm running a treat or whether or not I'm in a circle with, at, you know, someone else facilitating, but being in a circle with like-minded, open-hearted, in that vulnerability, um, we're all on the same level. We might not be understanding what each other is saying, but we're coming from the same place in our hearts. I always come back from one just with so much energy, like just that feeling of <gasps> my insides are on my outsides and I'm happy. So that's when you said soul nourishing, I was like, that's the one. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like like I'm regaining something now after the first question. I'm like, okay, you've got it back. You've just like thrown out your dirty laundry and now you're back on track. (laughs) It's beautiful. People want to see the real you. Yeah, thank you. Um, Okay, number five, the most powerful quote of all time for you. Again, when I read this, I'm like an affirmation junkie, like my love language. I don't know if all the listeners know there's a man called Gary Chapman and he, um, you can work out the five love languages. So it really helped me to find out mine is words of affirmation. So affirmations really do it for me. They can really relax my whole system. Um, So I love quotes. So when I read that question, I was like, ah! But the first one, and I couldn't get it away from here, was Albert Einstein, who is one of my favourite humans on the planet. Um, there's two ways to live your life. You can act like nothing's a miracle or you can act like everything's a miracle. Oh, and so what does that mean to you? So what that means to me, it really is, I'm an optimist. Like I'm, I was born in a family of negativity, which a lot of us do. So I've grown up very half glass full, um, glass, half glass full, but my soul and my energy is optimistic. It believes in just love, no fear. It believes in anything is possible. Like I call myself a little bloody fairy or pixie. I believe in magic. Um, but, however, I, like I said, my environment wasn't congruent with what I felt. So when I um, heard that quote, I was like, oh, I do believe that. It's just perception. It's like, you know, change the way you look at things and what you look at changes and how we see the world, how, who, who we are and, you know, our mind is how we determine what we see. So, and, and, and you'll see through the little um, meditation I take your listeners through in the end, we're not our minds. You know, they're, they're a big part of us and our personalities and our experience, but our true essence is not that. So for me, it gave my true essence, my true self permission to be all that she is and not to buy into everything my little mind tells me. That and the fact that your your proof that you can go from you know, the negativity to the positivity. I had a similar experience. Oh, really? Yes, with all the, you know, the negative self-talk, self-confidence, and you can change it. Yeah. And, Alicia, I'm really, really open with, you know, I am nowhere like I was. Obviously, I changed my industry into the wellness industry, the beauty industry, and that really can impact someone's inner critic and, you know, my inner critic isn't as big as it used to be, but she's still there and those experiences are still there with me. So I'm very open in saying doesn't mean I wake up this way, but I have got all my little rituals that help me, um, you know, show up for the part of me that doesn't feel 
all that. So beautiful. Thank you. Okay, number six. What is the most effective complementary therapy you have tried? Gosh, again, a junkie. I, um, I like constellation work is massive. Anything with energy, energy, which obviously is what you're talking about, but kinesiology for me. Like I have the most profound breakthroughs instantly after a kinesiology session. If you find a holistic one, um, but yeah, a kinesiologist, I see an amazing one at Tukla. She's fantastic. So kinesiology. Yes. <laughs> I also, I think for about five or six years, was seeing a kinesiologist mm. fix all my gut issues, emotional yes. issues all the issues. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I, I actually found one. It was the first time that I had started doing work on Skype. Um, my business coach did kinesiology. So any kind of business coaching I have, it's always energetic as well. So anything energetic for me helps. It's just what my, what I respond to most. Yes. Well, I mean, everything is energy and everything starts at an energetic level. So it makes sense to change it energetically and then the life changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've noticed because I'll refer, refer, you know, not every, all of my friends are in the um, personal development, spiritual kind of, you know, I have a lot of different groups of friends and I've advised if you go to kinesiology, but some don't get the response that they're looking for because it's not the way they're seeing the world. Um, but the moment I kind of opened up to this, that's when it, I got the, um, I guess, the results I was looking for. Yes, beautiful. And, and I agree. Um, I've also, you know, told a lot of people about technology yeah. and all yeah. different things. And you just have to keep trying until you find something that works for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Totally agree. But, yeah, I love that. Yes. Um, okay, number seven, what is your daily must do to keep sane things. <laughs> Hang on, I'll just get my list. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, my absolute go-to, I'm a sunrise junkie. I have manoeuvred my life to live within walking distance because to get up in the morning and to watch that sunrise and to hear the ocean and to create the space before this comes in um, and just to set a simple intention. My, my go-to, and if even the days I can't make it to a sunrise, I will lay in bed and I use this with my clients as well. I will, you know, breathe and drop into the heart from the head and get one word that can be a tool that will be, bring me back and reset me through my day. So morning time, sunrise and intention setting in the morning, massive for me. Yes, that morning routine, the first thing you do in the morning. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. What has been your biggest life lesson and the piece of advice you'd give your younger self? It's so funny when I did read this actual question, I actually got a little bit emotional and that's why I really wanted to validate these questions that you've done because I was like, oh, so it really got me thinking. And what I would tell my younger self is, or anyone's younger self is, the things that you are probably shaming or not liking about yourself that your mind is making wrong about you are your biggest gifts. Um, and my other part that goes with that that I thought about is really lean on the support for the people who see you for you, really lean into the ones that, you know, can mirror back to you who you are and don't waste time on the ones that you're trying to prove yourself 
really lean into the support that the people can see you and that love you anyway and don't waste time on trying to convince people who are meeting you where you're at that's very beautiful thank you thank you (laughs) number nine whose work um, and teachings have had the biggest impact on your life um okay so many many and and I think I pull from so many like you know reading the power of now was like what um Brene Brown to to give you the facts about this disgusting feeling of vulnerability and how we actually need it to have connection. Glennon Doyle, oh my God, life is messy and it's meant to be. Like, but there's so many people. But when I read that question, I thought to myself, my absolute go-tos are my girls, my close circle, who do personal development themselves. And I guess it goes on from the question before, who have enough awareness that they can call me on my shit that can mirror back to me when you know things are amazing but when they're not and so I think it's my close friends even you Alicia doing this podcast you know you would have all the wisdom that you have from everything that you've learned yet it's your flavor that has now done this platform like I feel like I'm much more drawn to this community than something outside even though I'm so grateful I read and I listen, but that would be my answer. Yes, so beautiful. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if I make sense. It just comes out. <laughs> it's wonderful. And we're up to our last question, which is the best healing tool or process? Okay, wholeheartedly teaching self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that for starters is the absolute go-to you know really learning um mindfulness and practicing mindfulness and becoming more self-aware that you know how do we get this relationship with our mind but we are not our mind and how do we start to learn that there's so much more to us and how can we drop into our intuition and listen more to our heart so my healing tool would be um i guess meditation um mindfulness is my go-to for everything and the first thing that I'll introduce with a client. I will do this with myself and I teach this with to my clients or groups and you can do it as many times in a day as you want. So my background is a mind-body coach, which is um, specialising in the psychology of eating with girls with disordered eating and boys with disordered eating. So basically how all our thoughts that are going on in our mind are impacting our body all the time. So this kind of mindfulness little tool or meditation can just help give our beautiful little physical bodies a chance just to stop, to breathe and to reset. I just want to give a little bit of a background. The reason I give a background before I do it is I think with our minds they're so intricate that if they don't know and especially if I'm with someone to kind of say okay now close your eyes and go and do a meditation our minds will come on and go what the I don't trust her I don't even trust you right now you've gone crazy so I always like to give a little bit of an introduction of why so that yeah we can make peace with our minds really so this is how I start so I guess you could do this in a grocery line you can do this in the morning you can do this listening to the ocean I feel like Being in nature works the best because you can use the sounds to really bring you into the present moment. It won't work in the grocery lines on the part where I say close your eyes because people will look look at you like you're on drugs. So you can do the rest of it at the grocery line. 
um, but it's bringing self-awareness. So how I start is just set a little intention with your mind now, um, in your mind, just to thank it for, you know, everything it's done for you from the moment you've got out of bed this morning, um, for all the meaning making it does, you know, even really just send an intention of gratitude to your inner critic that even though sometimes they can feel awful, that, you know, on some level they're just trying to keep us safe. So just even from our heart space, sending that intention to our mind with our eyes open because, again, like I said, this relationship with our mind, um, we've got to work with it to trust us, for it to trust us and for um, the heart and mind to work together. So then even just by saying in your mind to bring you into the present moment because our bodies are only ever in the moment, our minds can go in the past and they can, they can go into the future, but the intention behind this little meditation is just to reset our physical bodies, just to let them go from that stress response of that insulin and cortisol and to do, to do, to do. Even the minute our eyes are open, we're listening and looking out. So the whole intention behind this is just to go, I'm okay for now. I can stop and breathe for now. So in your mind, just say five things you can see. And then when you do that, you can just gently close your eyes and then you can just bring your awareness to five things you can hear. And then after the sight and the hearing, just what can you smell? And then what can you taste? And then lastly, what can you feel? Can you feel yourself sitting on a chair? or wherever you are, can you feel your back supported? If your feet are on the ground, what do they feel like? So this is just bringing in some body awareness. And again, I just want you before I start, every single time our mind wanders, which it's meant to do, that's a job of the mind. It's just about noticing it and now just bringing it back to the breath. So just feeling the inhalation, feeling what it feels like when you exhale and just becoming the curious observer of even when we bring our attention to our breath, do you consciously deepen your breath? The feeling what it feels like when the air goes in and out and all of this just becoming like the curious observer of your own mind without judgment just notice does it go to a sound pull it back into the present moment does it go into a bit of meaning making pull it back into the present moment so as many times as possible just for the next few moments knowing that the minute we close our eyes our minds are meant to come on stronger we're just gently creating a relationship with our mind so it can trust us that it's safe to be in this present moment. And another thing to do is to really celebrate if the mind wanders, 
every single time you catch that and bring your awareness to it and bring it back to your breath, that we just have strengthened our self-awareness. Every single time we feel our mind wander and we bring it back to the present moment, just like a physical push-up strengthens our physical body, we have just strengthened our self-awareness. So just bringing your awareness to what the inhalation feels like, maybe feeling lighter on the inhalation. And then when you exhale, just allowing your body to let go into this moment in time now. Just knowing that the thoughts will still be there, but by not attaching to our thoughts and just by coming back to our senses, we are resetting our whole physical body. If a sound comes in and in life, there's always something to pull our attention away. You gently bring it back to your breath and imagine every bit of fresh conscious oxygen that you're breathing in that's going into every single cell in your body to reset our central nervous system, our respiratory systems, our lymphatic system, immune system, all these amazing systems in our body, just by bringing awareness to our breath, it's helping reset our whole physical body. And this happens even with our minds doing their job as being minds. It simply happens by bringing our awareness to our conscious breath. And then if you could imagine if you're visual, sense or imagine like a beautiful white light just on the top of your head, like a beautiful ball. And just like a physical shower cleanses our physical body, just use your mind's eye or imagination to pop that ball and imagine a shower of beautiful white cleansing, healing light connected to your higher self and all that is with your consciousness, showering your whole entire emotional body. So in this moment, your physical body is resetting and this beautiful healing white cleansing energy is just washing away any emotions or energy that don't belong to you and giving them back to their rightful owner and then bringing all of your energy cords and energy right back into you into your heart space and all of this happens just by our awareness being inside setting the intention for this to consciously happen You can set an intention to let go of anything that no longer serves you and breathing in light, playful, joyful experiences. And then all you gently do now is just feeling your feet grounded on the floor, stating I am grounded. Feeling the chair, I am supported. Hearing the sounds, sending gratitude 
knowing that you've created space to bring all your awareness into your internal world. And then when you're ready, we can gently open our eyes back into what we can see into this now. How did that feel? So beautiful. Thank you. Mm, maybe we wouldn't do that one at the grocery line, but <laughs> what, I, what I mean with the grocery line is sometimes when our heads can come in with this urgency and it floods our body with this insulin cortisol that we don't need and we just want to give back to our beautiful bodies, it's good just to take a breath and go, okay, what can I see? What can I smell? What can I hear? What can I taste? And just by doing that, it separates into that, you know, version of ourself, our heart space, our consciousness, instead of, you know, always just listening to our minds that are on replay. So that's a shorter version and that's the longer version. Okay, yes. So the five senses at the supermarket and then this one for when you can just close your eyes and receive. It was so beautiful. I loved how you really normalised the mind Oh gosh, I, I just a really quick story because I know I've probably gone over. I've tried to meditate my whole life. I, you know, for years and years, like for over 20 years, I went to doctors that said you have to meditate. Your stress levels are ridiculous. Your symptoms are off the chart. You have to meditate. So the thought of trying to meditate really put a lot more pressure on me. Um, and then one day I was sitting down at my local beach, Abado Bay, trying to meditate. And as the universe landed, thank goodness, that day, this beautiful um, man who was actually a monk, um, he lives on the central coast, he was like, no, what are you doing? And I was like thinking, all right, great, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and I said, I'm trying to meditate. And he was kind of like, well, maybe that's the problem. What are you trying to do? And I said, I'm just trying to quieten my mind. And he said, oh, good luck with that. And then he helped me. He was like, you know, our minds are minds. And, and trying to, I, I, I kind of, brought up the bit of having a relationship with our mind but labeling our minds you know if I go into this frantic thing that the girls rooms are messy it's like okay that's just conditioning just saying conditioning so whatever you can do to go okay you're there but I'm just going to bring you back to now like really just labeling it in a critic oh honey are you up to that again not today sweetheart here we go and just giving your mind permission and becoming friends with it really Beautiful. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. All of your details of what you're offering at the moment um, and your contact details are going to be below so everyone can contact you and also all the details of your amazing prize. So I'm excited, um, yes, for that as well. Good, good. How lucky are the listeners? Oh, I just think it's like I said, I feel grateful for the opportunity. And, yeah, I, I looked at your prize from your last lady, which was amazing. So I'll be following on. And am I allowed to go in all of the comps to try win the prizes? Yes, you're allowed to go in all of them. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you again. Thanks again for the opportunity. Like I said, they were beautiful questions. They felt soul-stirring. And, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to have your beautiful energy. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Wings Up Angels podcast. Did you enter our Instagram competition this week? Go to at Wings Up Angels for a chance to win an amazing prize. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. 
Remember, we all rise together. So, wings up angels, it's time to fly. <laughs>